out and redeem you. That your kingdom of God will, in fact, begin breaking through through our lives and around us in ways that this world can see. And that our witness to you, that our unity, that our insistence upon your truth, and that living in a way that brings you glory is designed so that sacrificial living would be a witness that you have been sent As we open up your word, may, may this be a time that you once again speak to us, that we would better know who you are, who we are, and what you have called us to. We ask this in the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Feel free to have a seat. I did want to also highlight that this coming Sunday, the 14th, we have two separate opportunities for, for small groups that will be gathering to build community and hopefully be welcoming in some new people in their groups. One is the younger adults group, I think in like 20s, early 30s age, that will be meeting at the Saud home, not the one in, um, it's not Camarillo, what's it called there? Somis. Not in Somis, but the Saud home here in the valley of Ahij and Riz. So they're going to be hosting a time directly following worship, directly following worship uh, over at their home. So please, if you have not connected with them yet, that would be the time to do it. It will be a good time, again, 20s, 30s in that range. Then there's another group that's going to be meeting also uh, next Sunday, later in the afternoon, um, TBD on the time, but probably around uh, just before dinner time. Well, I'm in contact with all of you, so I know who you are. But we'll be meeting, and we'll be at a park together. All the all the families with, with younger children will start forming community there. So if you have a family that you have in mind that hasn't connected to the church, you've been looking for a way to connect them, oh, this will be perfect because we're going to be out in the park. We're just going to be getting to know each other. The kids will be off playing together. So the, the bonds will start to be created there. Okay? So that's going to be coming up this following Sunday. As we enter into our time of the Word today, we continue in Luke. Again, I just, the Lord has us in Luke right now. So as we continue on, we're going to now hear what, what we call in the church the Lord's Prayer. Now you'll notice that the version of Luke is an abridged version compared to the version that we find in Matthew. So the words that we say typically, our Father who is in heaven, for instance, that is in heaven part, you're not going to see here in Luke. Your name is Holy. Your kingdom come, and then when, it, when we usually say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, again, that's not in the Luke part. And this actually is a wonderful thing to highlight because it shows how the different writings you have in Scripture were developed in unique, with unique uh, authority and unique witness. They didn't just all come together, put everything on the table, and, and, and devise some way to write the Christian story. It, it was a living story that different eyewitnesses, that different people were able to record, and we have all these different different ways that people understood and saw Jesus. It makes it real. It makes it complex. So again, here in Luke 11, we're going to read now, starting in the very first part of that chapter, what happens. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. This is the word of the Lord. We should give thanks to God for it. We're going to concentrate on the first part of that prayer that he teaches. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. That's what we're going to lean with. We're going to take it in three parts. First, notice how the disciples come to Jesus and they ask, would you teach us to pray just like John does, did with his disciples? And this was a very normal thing for disciples for to come to any rabbi because each rabbi would have a specific type of prayer that would kind of set them apart from all the other rabbis. It was like, it was kind of like a calling card. And so when they come to Jesus and ask for them to teach them to pray, it's also a way for Jesus to give them what makes, what makes being his followers something unique. And you get it from the very first word, Father. This is not typical of any other rabbi that you will find where the, the invitation is there to see Jesus as the Father. The Israelites, the Hebrews, they would be encouraged to see God as Father, but to directly call upon God as Father, even Abba, Dad, was, was radical. I want to encourage you to look at this prayer. We're going to spend some time here. And I want to encourage you to take what we're going to talk about and build it into your daily rhythm. Your daily coming and going. And it begins with that first word. It begins with Jesus radically redefining the relationship that we have with God. That just as the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Jesus, the one Son of the living God in human form could come and have that father relationship. Jesus now gives us that ability also, saying that we can also call God our father. Jesus has adopted us into his family. Jesus has adopted you into his family so that just as a loving father would care for their children, I know some of us have had wonderful examples of fathers in our lives, Others of us have had complicated stories with our fathers. Some of us have never known our fathers. And we each bring meaning to that word father. Today, I want to encourage you, let scripture, let Jesus, let God's history with his people be a definition of your heaven. As much as possible, start to separate the relationship that you've had with an imperfect person, no matter how amazing it's been, with your own father. And when you see this, think of the perfect father. That is the God who is looking out for you. As you come and go throughout your day, Jesus is inviting you to focus back in on that reality. That you have Matthew adds, in the heavens. But one that you can see directly as, as one who is caring and loving for you. 
next thing he says is, hallowed be your name. Hallowed. This is an imperative. This is a command. Jesus is asking us <laughs> to be, be very bold and be, be very strong with this word, saying to the Father, excuse me, Ty, I don't recall, saying to the Father, sanctify your name. Make your name holy. Another, another way you can think of it is, is glorify your name. Sanctify your name. That's why we get that really fancy word we hear a lot in English prayer, hallowed. Because it's hard for us in English to find a word that means make your name holy, sanctify your name. So we've, we've used over time hallowed. Or as we often use here, Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Like making it as an imperative, as a command. In the idea of holiness, and I've said this before, is the idea in Hebrew and in Greek of something weighty, something that has a lot of, of oomph to it. And I want to describe today that weight, that oomph, as if it were the sun. All of that mass, all of that weight creates something we call gravity. And what does it do to all the planets in our solar system? It draws them in, and, and they begin to orbit around the weightiness of the sun. When Jesus invites us to first know that we have this Father in heaven, then as he calls us, to ask the Father to make his name holy. He's asking us, he's asking God, asking us to be in this place of asking God to make his name weighty in our lives. To make it known that the gravitational pull of God in our life is in fact something that is, is pulling us in. And that our lives are revolving around God revolving around God's word, revolving around God's plan and authority in this world. Now, we can easily go through our day not recognizing, not remembering that we have this loving Father. And we can also easily go through our day forgetting and not re remembering that our lives are, in fact, revolving around the weightiness of God. And some of the mystery of being a human is that God allows us, God allows you to go through your day without remembering that. He hands us over, as Paul uses his language in Romans, he hands us over to our rebellion or to our desire to not find him or just our lack of intentionality. God lets us do this. And so this prayer, this prayer is encouraging our imaginations, our minds, and then our actions to once again live in reality. We have a loving Father, and our lives are revolving around the weightiness of God. You know, the, the, the weight, the heaviness of gravity, if we want to get go further here first, the weightiness of the gravity and, and of general relativity is it actually begins to bend, bend space. And the planets can't help but almost fall into the sun and fall into something that's heavy. Just like ourselves, we, with God's weightiness in our life, with his holiness, our lives are constantly bending in towards God. Are we realizing that? Are we letting that reality be a part of our daily living? For your coming and going, the moment you wake up in the morning, 
this prayer could start to change your life. When you, when you walk out of the sanctuary today, this prayer can begin to change how you, how you live. Because if you remember that you have this Father that loves you, you don't need to desperately search for that love in other places. Your need for that love drives you. But without that clear understanding of our identity that the Father already loves you completely, is proud of you, is smiling over your creativity, of your actions, then what do we do? We begin to find that love in other people, which will never work. We try to find that love in, in what, we, what we post up on social media, and it's the right person, comments. We begin to find that love in our work. We find it in all the wrong places. We need each part of our day to once again remember, Father, okay, got it, reoriented, and also that I am revolving around the weightiness of God. And then as you walk into that Starbucks, the coffee bean, blue ball, whatever your preference is, as you walk into the coffee shop, you can also say, your kingdom come. As I'm walking into this next space, I can say, Lord, your kingdom come. Now, this is both something that you are hoping for the people in that room that God is already doing, but also the realization that I can take part in this kingdom come. I haven't been moving this today. I'm sorry. So the first point I was going to make is let the Father in the room. The second point is we have to calibrate to his holiness. And then here we are. There's, there's no sermon. Look for the invitations of the inbreaking kingdom. So when you walk into the next space of your life, the next conversation, what am I going to do? Oh, half hour, I'm supposed to meet with uh, Verna out of the house. Okay, great. Now, and when I go to your house, now what I'm going to be doing is before I walk in that door, I'm praying this. Father, okay, got it. Your name, I need to sanctify your name. Your name needs to be holy. Okay, I'm revolving around you right now. Now as I, as I go into this next moment, this next conversation, this next place, Lord, may your kingdom be breaking in. May your kingdom come in, in new ways, in ways that are in it, are not expected in this place. Since I know that I'm revolving around you, I have a part in this plan. My life, as it revolves around God, my, I, I've been invited to be a part of this inbreaking kingdom. The conversation I'm about to have with this person is actually an element, is part of the puzzle of God's kingdom breaking into this world. Now, how often have you thought about that this past week? <laughs> how, how grand it is, every conversation you have, every time you step into work, everything that we're doing, we are being invited to be a part of this inbreaking kingdom in every place that we go. And here's the last place I want to go today, thinking about our church. Our church also must revolve around this prayer. The Matthew version has Jesus saying, Our Father also making it a, a collective, a, uh, a we, plural we. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Holy be your name. Sanctify your name. Make your church revolve around your weightiness. The vision of the church revolves around 
what God is and what God has said. We're not here because of the leaders coming together and creating some amazing vision and philosophy for changing lives. The leaders come together, and I can, at least the past 10 years, and I know before that, because I know people like Nabil and Diane and John and Vernon, they, they've been here long term. I know that the church, the leaders over time, when they come around a table to figure out where the church is supposed to be going, they look to the Lord. They open the scriptures and they see what Jesus has already said and they pray, letting the Holy Spirit work through them. This church, any church always has to be revolving around that weightiness of God and saying, Lord, may your kingdom break in now. That's a prayer for the world, for those that are suffering and in pain. And it's a prayer for ourselves to be participants in the way the kingdom is breaking in around and through the church. As we continue to move forward as River, as river of the Valley, there, there, I know there have been times in the past 10 years where, where things, some things have changed in your church. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Pretty much everything, right, Donna? <laughs> You've been here through it. <laughs> and the purpose is not to be some newfangled organization the purpose is that we believe, the leaders believe the kingdom wants to break in. And we have to be joining in this inbreaking kingdom. And there are times when, when us being a part, being an instrument of Jesus' vision, breaking into this world, it becomes uncomfortable. It becomes something different. And, and for humans, different always means something uncomfortable. It's not always maybe how we would have designed it. But the important thing here is it's not about what I will design, which is imperfect. It's about what God has designed and God is carrying out among us. It's about this Father who loves us. It's about this Father who then sent the Son so that through His life, death, and resurrection, we would know that there is love for us eternally. And that we now, our lives, our lives are locked into that. Whether we like it or not, whether you realize it or not, God's love is poured out upon you. And as the church, this this gospel now is, is a breaking is a kingdom breaking into this world, the heavens breaking into this world now. So that while it's not completely it's not completely renewed, that every tear is not yet wiped away until Jesus comes again, but even now. Even now, we can begin to see, we can begin to see how heaven is already breaking into this world. We can begin to see through the church how heaven is already breaking into this world. When anyone asks, where is God? The answer must be the church. Not because we're perfect. Not because, definitely not because we're perfect but because of the Lord's call upon us into something uncomfortable, yet glorious, to evolve around that weightiness, that the kingdom might begin to enter through us. My encouragement to you is make this prayer. Make this prayer something that, that you have before each of the, the phases of your day. Wake up, pray it. First time you're about to see your children, play it, or your spouse, play it. 
first time you're going to talk to somebody that day, pray it. You're heading out into work, okay, you're going to get on the one-on-one, you're going to need to pray it before you go in there. Before you log on to Facebook, before you comment, whatever you're doing, social media. When you're coming back home, see family later in the day, before you go to bed, see every element. Right before you get there, we can pray this, and your life becomes oriented to what God is doing. And as a church, may we lift this up. May this be the banner of who we are. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks today for what you did teach us, your disciples, how to pray. And in this first part of the prayer, we've been able to see your love for us, who you have decided to be for us. We give you praise. We've seen how our lives revolve around you. We pray, Lord, that you would make that made known to us. And Lord, we recognize that you are breaking into our world, that your kingdom is coming right now, already coming. May you continue to flood the earth with your righteousness. And so we for the role that we individually and as a church play. Lord, give us what we need, the grace and the equipping that we need. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Move into our time of self-offering. Any time throughout the service, feel free to always give to our, uh, we have an offering, physical offering box, feel free to give any time there. We have our stuff online. And particularly today, we're going to sing a song now based on the Lord's Prayer. So let the words that we've just shared together take, take even more turns <laughs> and bounce around even further in your mind as we sing this song.